Hello and welcome to Boozy Banter with Friends. Join us this week as we explore the supernatural with a little sass, the unexplained, and a side of snark, and tales of otherworldly shenanigans. Grab your favorite spirit and join me, Layla, and me, Trisha, and meet us on the other side. <laughs> Talk. Hello. Hello. And welcome. Welcome to you. Welcome to you. We can do this all night. We probably can. <laughs> Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> I have a confession. Yes, ma'am. I do not have a dad joke for today. <gasps> I know my phone is downstairs and I am too lazy to go and get it. Oh, shucks. I know, but following on our last few week episodes, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. It's going to be which one of us would more likely. Oh, no. I know. It's like, know. Uh, is it the have you ever? Or... Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, we just did our two interviews with each other. So right. I figured this would be instead of a dad joke. Okay. This would probably be a funny one. Okay. To kind of like ask. All right. So, yes. Trisha. Okay. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll ask you a couple because some of these are kind of like obvious. <laughs> the first one, obviously, would be, which one of us would more likely say, let's have another drink? Oh, you? Yes. <laughs> I tend to assess the situation. You're like the mom. Yeah, and you're like all in every I'm like, time. let's do it! <laughs> But I did have to think for a few seconds. I'm like, do I? Am I the one? Sometimes, Sometimes. Mostly it's you. It depends on how much of a role you're on. Right. <laughs> I mean, there has been times where I'm like, damn, look at her go. <laughs> Even I'm like, I'll I'll be the mom tonight and I'll I'll watch. <laughs> few and far between. Very few, but True. I d- True but story. <laughs> make, but when those nights do happen, I make sure to watch yes. it and let you have at it. Because are... I'm like, if she's having a great time, I'm going to be the one to watch yes. because I enjoy when you cut loose like that. Right. Because you doesn't... don't do it to very often. <laughs> right. So what I do, you are a great wing woman. I am. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Toot my own horn. <laughs> Which one of us is more likely to say something stupid? Oh, shit. God, you know, that's an awkward question. Do you remember lunch last week? Yeah. That was you. That was me. (laughs) True. I don't want to be like, yeah, Layla, you're the one. It was me. I'll do it. It's me. I'm more likely. We were at lunch last week. We were at... a place that we've already done an invest or we've talked about. And I asked the server, how long have you been working here? And she's like, oh, six weeks. I'm like, oh, not long enough. <laughs> she looked at me like, what the fuck does that mean? I know. Like, I no, know. there was no explaining <laughs> what you meant by that. Just, just not long enough, huh? <laughs> and after I said that, I was like, well, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it worked out well. Yeah. But it was still funny at the time. It really was. I had to do a lot of backpedaling. Yeah. But it was funny. But as soon as she left and you're like, I can't believe I said that, I reminded you that <laughs> when we were in Kentucky and we were at Town Branch, this nice gentleman oh, offered to sign our bottles of bourbon. Yep. And I'm like, sure, but who are you? <laughs> Turns out he's... The master the distiller. master distiller. And the faces of mortification were on all of the employees that yes. were gathered around. They're Which like, I, oh, I know. I didn't realize they were all hanging around to talk to him because like. He's the master distiller? Right. I thought they were just hanging out because it's their I job. I think it was a disturbance. That's why the master there distiller was, came out. There were several things going on. Yeah, yeah. So I think he came out to kind of maybe try to help smooth things over, but it didn't help. Okay, last question. Okay. Who has more fucks to give? More or less? More like, 
I have no none. I I think that you are definitely at the. I have not one single one left to give. That means I have more. Me, I have more. I would agree with that statement. <laughs> I had to think that out verbally. <laughs> with the shit that's been going on in my life, right? Layla has done run out of fucks. Right, her field is barren. It's the <laughs> land is scorched. Yes. None left. Fuck no. So So my new motto for this year, if you do not bring me joy, if you <laughs> do not serve a purpose in my life that brings me some kind of happiness, true friendship. <laughs> <laughs> And just other all over peace of mind, then I have got no use for you. As it should be. You know, I'm sorry if that hurts some feelings. Yeah, well. You should have thought of that or you should have done something. Exactly. I said what I said. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. But I will say this. Yes, ma'am. As much as I hate to fucking admit it, I am truly a softie at heart. You are, but you. Apologies to go a very long way with me they do but that being said uh some things are you can't apologize for some things you can apologize for but it doesn't take away it doesn't erase what happened so right you know but it is nice to hear the apology it is nice to hear an apology and it 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 has to be heartfelt because I've had people in my past that I've had issues with and they mm-hmm. have apologized and my immediate reaction is like, okay, thank you. I, I accept your apology. <laughs> right. But you can ex- you can accept someone's apology yeah. without letting them further back into your life. Um, yes, that's true. That's true. But I feel like everybody's got a chance. Right. I agree. Like I agree. That, There's a maybe chance. I didn't I think that if somebody takes the time to apologize, that's great. Like they usually people apologize because they really mean it. But there right. are some people who have crossed a line. And apology is great, right. but it doesn't fix anything. I think people have to realize that feelings come into a huge play Uh and like you have to take people's feelings into consideration absolutely you know no matter what it's you know even though people seem like very much hard asses you know deep down inside they're probably not Uh i would like to say that i'm a fucking hard ass bitch but in reality no i'm not yeah i'm a big fucking softy (laughs) god damn it (laughs) you just hide it well i try to right like the things that rub you the wrong way, you tend to not give a reaction to. Oh, I have another question. What? This leads into, okay, I've, I said three, but one final question. Okay. Which of one of us is more than likely to fly off the handle? Oh, you for sure. Really? You think so? I think it's you. Really? Well, okay. What do you mean by fly off the handle? Like instantly get pissed off. I don't know. Okay, it depends on who it is. Be- or the situation. Or the situation. Like because- what if we're driving? Oh, me. <laughs> 100%. What if we're in a restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just say me? No, I didn't. I started to say you and then I'm like, no. Ooh. It depends. What if we get bad service at a hotel? Oh, me, for sure. What if... Someone cuts in front of us at like in a line. Oh, see, I'm not confrontational. It would be me. It would be you. (laughs) I like I can bitch up a storm, but not to anybody's face. (laughs) That would be me. (laughs) I get so mad sometimes. But if there is anything that need to be done about it, I totally send you in. I'd be like, tag you're it. Those are all good questions, though. <laughs> like, and that led into that last one. A question I was like, ooh, this is a good one. Yeah. I, I and you know what else time. is good? What? Cocktails. Yes, ma'am. I, you got some good cocktails here. I uh, ex- did a little experimenting tonight. Like we were saying, I right. was messing around. We bought a couple of bottles, <laughs> and I just didn't know what to do with them. So I think it's it worked out. I mean, initially, when you first try it, it was kind of like, 
Ooh, I I didn't think it was terrible. Right. So I bought a bottle. I can't remember what the brand is. The Ballatins? Well, we bought the Ballatins peanut, peanut butter, butter chocolate. chocolate. And I made you an old-fashioned. Was it old-fashioned? Yeah. Or Manhattan? Old-fashioned. Oh, son of a biscuit. Either. I think it's it's on their website. I got it straight from the Ballatins website. It wasn't. It's good. And it I'm is. It right now. <laughs> it's their peanut butter chocolate mm-hmm. with rye bourbon. It called for bitters and vermouth, sweet vermouth. Manhattan. Manhattan. Okay. I have it right here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ballatins Manhattan. chocolate Manhattan. And it called for the chocolate Oh, wait, I didn't use it. No, that's mine. No, that's yours. Anyways, I didn't use the peanut butter at all in yours. Okay, back up. Well, when we were at Total Wine, uh, we... I know. We the had guy, a great time there. Yeah, there was a guy there that was just so nice, and he did a couple little shots for us so we could try different things. Our initial person was Matthew yeah. in Melbourne, the Total Wine in Melbourne. Yeah, and he mixed us up. First, he gave us a fluffernutter shot. Oh, good Lord. Uh, Matthew, I know you might like it, but damn, son, that was too sweet. Yeah, it was peanut butter whiskey with this marshmallow cream. Liqueur, yeah. And it was thick. And it was so sweet. Like, oh. the, I mean, I you did drink the it. face twitch, you know, because it was- I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean- I couldn't finish it. It was so sweet. I ended up throwing it away And also. it was like less than, it was like a tea tiny little, it was like a quarter of a thimble. Right. But it was the, it was the marshmallow, not the peanut butter that was so sweet. But you could really taste the peanut butter- in right. It. And I had assumed that the Ballatin's peanut butter with chocolate right. would be kind of the same, but you could taste the chocolate, but you, I really didn't get a peanut butter taste out of it. What was the other guy that came up right at that time? Was his name Bruce? I can't remember. Let's call him Bruce. Sorry if that's not true. <laughs> We're going to call you Bruce. But he had a lot. He gave us a, a few more samples. Yeah. He Turned us on to a few more things like this Ukrainian vodka that was actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. You liked it. Mm-hmm. You liked the Ukrainian vodka. So I went to go get a bottle and they were out. They were out. <laughs> they did turn us on to the brown sugar bourbon. Yes. And we did good. buy that. And that is what I actually used. What you're doing. It, yours too. Oh, shit. Okay. No, maybe I <laughs> Look at me. I'm like, oh, shit. Really? Wait a minute. Okay. Let me look. Nope. I lied again. I did the Ballatin's so <laughs> chocolate whiskey, rye whiskey. I used mm-hmm. the Dread River for yours with a dash of sweet vermouth and a dash of chocolate bitters. In it's yours. good. And it was good. It took me a minute to to get used to it because we had been sipping on all the sweet stuff yeah. and it's not super sweet which actually no. made it taste better and so i had like 1 ounce of the chocolate whiskey left in the bottle and so i just poured that into my glass with uh, another ounce of the brown br- sugar the brown sugar whiskey that we picked up and that was sweet but it was really good. It was actually really good. Yeah. So that's what I'm sipping on. And uh, yeah, that's what I sipped on. It's just about. We're, there's like We're one. almost done <laughs> with both of our cocktails. But both were, were tasty. I don't know which one we'll mix up this week and put on our Instagram. But It'll be one of the two. You'll find it there. And yeah, if Which you'd... other one has more flair? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Chloe likes the flair. <laughs> Thank God for Chloe. I'm telling you. <laughs> If it wasn't for her, we'd fail miserably on social media. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So today we're gonna talk about one of our favorites, Tactical Ghost Guy. I, our favorite because we cannot make fun of him enough. <laughs> I mean if you know, if you listen to us before, you know when we say tactical ghost guy, you're no you know we're referencing Zach Bagans. Yes. Um of Ghost Adventures, right? Is it Ghost Adventures? Adventures? That's right. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I just say tactical ghost guy. Um you know But, but it, it's his style. He that is, gets me. 
It's his over-the-top style. Yes. Not to say that I don't watch him, because I do, but I find it entertaining. Yeah, I do. I do catch him occasionally. Like, the last thing I watched with him in it was the one where he buys the house. Oh, was it the house that you talked about? And there's, like, supposed to be a demon in it. He ended up having some kind of issues from it like health issues from it and i'm like did he but he tore down did he tear it down i never saw what happened after that but it was just so like could be just lying maybe there was something i don't know but it was so over the top that i'm like but if you notice he wears like some kind of respirator he wears a like a, a respirator like a breathing respirator when he goes into these questionable so much. places Probably because he says he has breath. like he says he his lungs are sensitive mm. he's sensitive but we were more ta- so than just <laughs> we were talking about him we're not picking on him kind of not we we were talking about him and talking about how shows like that have evolved over the years well i think it was a tiktok that you sent me about his museum. Oh, That's what his, spawned this conversation. Yeah. Is his museum, like, why? Just a money suck. Right. Like, are these things haunted or have they been in circumstances that could potentially have created a haunting and he's just profiting profiting off of a bad situation? Or did he get his museum idea from the Warrens? Right. Which, and again, we can circle it back. I don't want to make this about the Warrens, but we can also circle it back to mm-hmm. the Warrens also had a museum that they had a collection of objects that were supposedly taken from haunted investigations. Right. So I was reading, you know, this list that I found on Wikipedia that said, you know, talked about because I was wondering where when did these paranormal shows start? Like when did they become mainstream? I think the Warrens had a huge um but did they have a show? No, they didn't. Right. But I think it they had a huge influence. They on had it. a huge influence. So But what was the first considering show? You, you know, TV wasn't around till like the 50s. Mm-hmm. But even then, um there was a story, the earliest TV show that was devoted exclusively to the paranormal was called One Step Beyond which had 90, 96 episodes on the ABC network from 1959 to 1961. Hmm. But most of the stories that were on there had to do with things like the Titanic, uh, the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, the assass- assassination of Abraham Lincoln, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So the next one that, came along was a a show with Leonard Nimoy (gasps) called In Search Of. I remember that show. Yeah, it was on for six years. I remember that show. And it started in 1977. I do remember. So, you know, after The Exorcist, around the time of... Things are starting to get back into popularity. And they dealt with all kinds of paranormal topics like UFOs, Bigfoot, uh, cryptozoology, things like that. So, you know, lost civilizations. I mean, they had a wide range of subjects. And then uh, in the 80s, we had Unsolved Mysteries. And Unsolved Mysteries is still around today. Yeah, yeah. And it ran for a long time, 1987 until 2002. Uh, that's a they long time. They ran the gamut, though. They had unsolved murders on there. Right. Like, all the, kinds of, like, odd, right. unexplainable Do you remember things. that show called Believe It or Not? I do. And that was another one. Ripley's. That, that's yes. where we get Ripley's, the Ripley's Museum from. Yeah, and they would always end each segment with Believe, Believe It. it? Or, or not. not. <laughs> yes. What was his name? What was the host? It was uh, 
very distinguished gentleman. Um, can't remember. I do remember that where they had like, <laughs> like the cow with like six legs or something, yes, and yes. like two heads and right. So spawn the museums. There's yeah. one in Saint Augustine. Right. In Orlando, there's one in I Drive. Yeah, yeah. You know, after that. I mean, like, Unsolved Mysteries was the longest running one by far. But there was another show that started in the UK. It was called Ghost Watch. And it was a oh. news broadcast about a haunted house that aired in 1992. But it was controversial because it was fictional. Really? But so many of the viewers thought that it was real, that they – like started trying to find play. I mean, it was just, it created this whole controversy because they thought it was the, a real deal. Did you, know? you do a story once about the um, haunting in Louisiana that was just purely made up, but people really thought it was real? Yes. You did. Yeah, it was the haunted house or the fun house the or something fun, like yeah, that. Yeah, it was something yeah. like that. And everybody thought it was real and it was Purely just a story made mm -hmm. up by the author, but right. This was a TV show. Same thing though. But the Discovery Channel also started trying to do a few things, and Fox started trying to have a new, you know, a couple new shows. One of us, which was called Sightings, that lasted for six years, and that was I also think I remember. I think yeah, I remember that one. Like too. paranormal mm -hmm. things that would happen. So. Really, before the ghost hunting shows started, what really became popular were like reality – I don't want to call them game shows, but they were like reality shows like MTV's Fear. Do you remember that? Were they no, – um, No, I think I I dropped out of the MTV phase. <laughs> by 2000. Like when they stopped Headbangers Ball, that's when I was out. <laughs> Uh, there was another one called um, Fear Factor. Fear Factor. That was more like things challenges. Yeah, but uh, that was Joe Rogan. Yeah, <laughs> scariest places on earth. I do remember do you that remember one. They would. Send I still watch scariest places on earth every once in a while. That was where the one they sent in the families with the with the. What are those things called that you wear on your head? GoPros. Like, GoPro, yeah. And they would like show them and it would be aimed at their faces and they'd be running and it was like in night vision. That scariest places on earth. And then scare tactics. I do remember scare tactics. Yeah. So the first oh my one. Oh God, these things are like older than I thought they were. Yeah, early 2000s. Wow. So the first one really to get people excited about ghost hunting was ghost hunters in 2004 the rotorooter guys yeah wow yeah uh sci the sci-fi channel was where that's where you went to find like shit like that was yeah. sci-fi sci-fi they also had destination truth remember um, that ghost adventures premiered on the discovery Network or Travel Channel or something like Travel that. Travel Channel is another thing. In two thousand eight, uh, did you know they started with a documentary film called Ghost Adventures? No, but I'd love to watch I know, it. Right, right. So, and then you know they they just kept coming. So then you had Paranormal State on A and E. The History Channel started. UFO Files, Monster Quest, UFO Hunters, and Ancient Aliens. Diane liked that one. I do like Ancient Aliens, but yeah. I like it because all the scientists on there. Yeah. I mean, what's the guy with the crazy hair? I don't know. I don't know. The guy with the crazy hair and the other guy that's like so calm and... Yeah. I don't know his name, <laughs> but I like him too. So after about, you know, 10 or so years, Sci-Fi Channel decided they weren't going to do paranormal programming anymore. Really? So, yeah, I don't know why. I, I Maybe it was just starting to not be as lucrative or whatever. But it's ghost, Yeah, Ghost Hunters left the network after 11 seasons and uh, Travel Channel started moving all their stuff so that it focused around 
paranormal television. That's why you see so much stuff now on the Travel Channel. That's right. You do. Um, yeah. So uh, Ghost Adventures is on there, obviously. Um, but Ghost uh, Hunters, the people on Ghost Hunters started a new show called Kindred Spirits, Ghost Nation, and then now Ghost Hunters is back on there, like right. the original Ghost Hunters. Right. So Destination America. Um, That's what the brother and sister, isn't it? I think so. That travel around and they have like a couple other people that follow them around. Right. And like he'll choose, like they'll all choose like a destination and they won't tell the others where it is. Right. I, they were on Amazon Prime for a while. Huh. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that. I, if it's the right one, if it's the brother and sister pair right. that travel in like a little tiny RV. Right. I think, don't get me wrong, uh, could be wrong, but they were on uh, Amazon for a little while. Well, ghost, I was wrong. Ghost Hunters actually went back as Ghost Hunters to A&E. So they're starting a new season or they started a new season with a&E. So uh, the thing is, I mean, I don't watch it very often. The last one I watched really was with you and it was the people that they... Oh, 28 Days Haunted. Is that what it was called? Oh, geez Louise. I, I, and it Had a hard repre- time. It represented everything that made me stop watching the ghost hunting shows. So... That being said, when I was thinking about, you know, like these shows, I kind of narrowed it down. Like, I feel like each show has their own method of doing things. So, number one, you've got the scare tactics. Right. Like we were just talking about with ghost adventures. You know, it's like. And their thing, and we've seen this many times when we've taken ghost tours, there's always somebody in our tour that wants to antagonize whatever's out there. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Get some kind of reaction. Let's get a reaction. Let's be belligerent. Let's be forceful. And it just, it's annoying. It's to hear it. Yeah. To hear it. As it's just like somebody who's on the tour with you is just. Absolutely. And, but that what. That's what I consider like the scare tactic method. Uh, number two is the scientific debunking method, which I think was what Ghost Hunters was based on. Right. Uh, they believe in the beginning. Right. In the beginning, they're like, "Oh, it! You're hearing this noise because this piece of board inside this right. attic is like when the wind hits the 30 degree angle, blah, mm. blah, blah. Yeah. And then as they've evolved after numerous years, I don't know if it's the influence of money, you know, because now they have a bigger budget. I am for sure, you know, well, at they're this not point. Doing, they're not doing Roto-Rooter anymore. Yeah. And, but I mean, they're also doing like bigger, well known places. They're not doing individuals' homes anymore. I just so many little things that just make it he seem. He has his own line of, of ghost hunting equipment. Yeah. And it just, I mean, I, I feel like they still think they're based on the debunking method, but it also feels not as genuine weren't we on some tour in saint augustine where they had where they were talking about jason from ghost hunters uh-huh. and his own line of equipment and they said that he was just and it was after the fact that they had gotten popular and um, his partner had already left was this the lighthouse i think so okay. and they said that he was just so standoffish and so mm. rude and just seemed kind of like all he wanted to peddle was his his merchandise and it just seemed so disingenuine yeah did you that was i remember you know talking to somebody about that i don't know what i was doing i probably wasn't paying attention <laughs> <laughs> that should have been another question <laughs> who's more likely to talk to somebody <laughs> Layla, <laughs> who's less likely to pay attention, Trisha? <laughs> that should have been a question at the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like, like I went back and watched a couple of episodes from 2005 or 2006, and they just seemed so 
earnest. Like they right. they truly believed in what they were doing and they just and then I watched a current episode and the current episode without the shouting and the caring reminded me so much of Ghost Adventures. Like there wasn't I didn't I just didn't enjoy it. So what is it about Zach Bagans that People love, people love, love him. He has done very well. Yeah. He is quite successful. And his shows, he he has gotten, what's this new spinoff, like a revisit or like he's helping people now or. I wonder if it's like the, like what the is flair. His, what, if, what is his draw? I, I think it's the. The flair. The dramatization of it. They like that flamboyance of now how much getting to the root of your problem you know how much of it do you think is genuine versus for production i think 75 percent of it is production i will agree because when i worked at Rainforest Cafe, uh-huh. we had one of the, our corals for the aquariums were being redone and we had one of the coral shows mm-hmm. come in and they, and it wasn't even our location that the corals were being redone for the show, but they needed a before picture. Mm. And so they came to our location mm-hmm. and of course I had to go in and it was in the middle of the night. And I remember watching this taping and the producer was like okay 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 i like what you did there but you need to seem mad like you're furious that nothing is correct like you need to redo this again so i will agree and it was supposed to be reality tv Uh so i agree that a lot of it is just you know made for the show right made to seem Ooh, that's what it is. Like, this is the cliffhanger and everybody's mad. But no, that's not the thing that like that take was done three times for him to get to that level of frustration that they wanted to portray. Right. Because he wasn't mad. He likes the people that were doing the corals. Mm -hmm. He likes them. He likes their work. But at that moment, they needed to have that tension. They needed to have that drama to keep people like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen next. And I feel like that's like that with a lot of paranormal ghost hunting shows nowadays. Right. You need to have that drama. Like, no, I mean, we have been on a few. I mean, granted, we haven't been on a lot. Right. But the few that we've been on are pretty fucking uneventful. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it takes a long time for something to happen. If they oh just or to, I mean, I I shouldn't say that. It may take a long time for something t- to even register on your meters or whatever you're doing. It it's not always instantaneous. There's not always a lot there. It could take multiple nights, but they're trying in one hour or 30 minutes to get you amped up about this haunted All house. All the information or, they caught yeah, on one night. And there could be nothing that one night, but that's not good TV. So That's I, funny. Yeah. I, I was just going to ask you, how many... How many nights in a row do you think we would have needed to stay at Waverly Hills before we got something? Because all I got from Waverly Hills was a creepy ass feeling going by one room. Right. But if you talk to anybody that works there, they'll tell you. Yeah, they'll tell you that things happen all the time. But how often and how long before you were able to distinguish like some people can automatically tell if something if they had an experience i'm going to tell you right now if i were to have some sort of experience it would have to slap me in the face because (laughs) i've had so many weird random things just in in this house (laughs) that are my normal that people say, "Ooh, yeah. that's uh, that's not normal," and I'm like, "It is for me," you yeah. know. So I don't. I think it's going to be based on you know what your expectations are, and to capture that in a thirty minute, you know, in 
30 minutes or in an hour, however long they take and then edit down. I just don't think it's realistic. And I think they need to amplify it a little bit. I think it's more like false advertisement in Mm -hmm. a way. Um, Because nowadays, everybody wants instant gratification, Mm -hmm. instant reward, instant satisfaction. Right. And I think with true paranormal investigations, a lot of it, you're coming up empty handed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know next week we're going to talk about some of our um, past investigations and some of our results, but I think there was only maybe one or two Mm -hmm. that we got really results where we're like, And it was unexplainable. Oh, that's strange. Right, right. And one is for sure we can't explain it. Right. However, we did go to Bobby Mackey's. Yeah. And we're like, but if we had had the time and the opportunity to really try to see if anything, I just sometimes I wonder, was it just the wind? Was it just the settling of the building? Was it somebody driving by? We just don't know because we didn't have enough time. Right, you know, you're right. going from point A to point B with a big group of people as quickly as possible. It could have been anything, but it was strange. And we it did were, happen at us. Bobby Mackey's. That was yeah. strange. Yeah. Um, so going down the list, I, I think some of these overlap. So. Some, I know some of the shows we've looked at, some of them are personal or relatable, like the shows where they claim to contact, you know, your relatives mm-hmm. or whatever. I think that's another type of show that people get into. I know my mom loves them. You know, the psychics. Do you believe them? No. There's a there's a young kid. <laughs> Have you watched that young kid? I don't watch any of there's them. There's a young blonde headed I mean, he's a man. I'm sorry. He's a man. But I don't remember his name. But he's a man. And he's like the the same equivalent to the blonde-haired New Jersey lady. Okay. I've heard Diane talk about her. Yeah. But they're kind of like the same. And do you believe those kind of people? I absolutely do not. I mean, that's just me, though. I don't believe it. But it's taken a lot for me to even kind of believe in Mm -hmm. anything we look at because I feel like there should be an explanation somewhere. But that, I just, I mean, I know they say it's random. I know they say, you know, they don't know who they're going to be asking or who they're going to be talking to. I don't feel like that's entirely true. I feel like there are questions that you can ask to get a leading response. Like my time at uh, Casadega. Yes. And I felt so bad for the guy that I was knowingly giving him lead-in questions. Right. Would Here's my question for you. Would you go to Casadega, randomly book a psychic reading, and see what they say? I mean, I could. I don't. I wouldn't. Will Like, I wouldn't just go do it because... Would you do it for the podcast? I would do it for the podcast. But... I don't see the point of it because I feel like it's not really real. I'm not, it's not whether it's real or not real. At the end of the day, I'm not going to believe it. Like I'm going to doubt. What if they told you things that like, like you can't explain? I guess I would question it as it came along. Because I'm only saying this because talking about those two psychics, the blonde head guy and like the blonde head lady. Uh Uh-huh. But then there's Amy Allen. I know you really love Amy For Allen. some reason, that's the only reason why I'm talking about this. For some reason, I I believe Amy Allen. Well, and that was Sorry, my that next was that was my next one that I was gonna say. Like on the list of different types of shows, the next one would be spiritual or paranormal. People who claim to be like talk to the dead yeah that can talk to the dead or see the dead or whatever their connection is that's the other i guess that falls right in line with psychics you know they they that's what they claim to do and that's how they build a show up and i've seen that show and i you know again she says she doesn't have any knowledge it's like but it's tv are you sure i know i know i believe that i and on some level 
me seeing how the sh- the reality shows were, right. I agree with that. Maybe they fed her a nugget here or there. Maybe they did. But you know what? They cover everything. <sighs> and he does his own separate investigations. Right. Now, who's to say they don't? We also have the internet. You I know, know, I, I can know, Google. I, I can go on Zillow and see inside people's houses I with their... Know. Okay, <laughs> fine. But... What I'm saying is, I guess I choose to believe that. Yeah, that I mean, I get show it. more than the other shows right. because for me, it gives it appears to give that objective perspective right. between she's doing her own separate investigation mm-hmm. and he's doing his own separate investigation, and she even does this sketch with this sketch artist, and okay. I fall for all of that. I hook, line, and sinker, I fall for all that. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then he's like, well, that's strange because I have this picture right here. And it's like, oh, my God. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is that depending on where you are and how you believe, like what you believe is going to depend on why you like these shows or what shows of these that you like. Right. I feel like skeptics who just enjoy the entertainment value are going to enjoy the scare tactic. It's very entertaining. Right. For people like me who don't really believe but want to, there's your debunking. And then the people who need- 50-50. Yeah. And need some sort of like connection, you're going to go the more spiritual psychic route, which I think is also Diane, who's a, oh, like absolutely. a true believer. She loves, she's the first one to tell you she's all about plus, plus, plus. Yeah, all the psychics out, you know, on the different shows and why she believes them, which is great. It just, when I watch those, I'm like, what's the catch? Where you have a different they, perspective. Yeah, yeah. So I really think it depends on where you are in your belief scale, whether what type of show you like. And I, my fifth, you know, on that list was like historical or research-based, like the ones oh, who what's say- that one guy that does that? He's got the hat, like the, uh, like the Indiana Jones hat and- he goes on all these adventures. Oh, uh, you know what? I, you know which one I'm talking about. The Destination Truth. Destination Truth. I yes, like it. Yes, I do too. And they do the same thing. See, now they have the drama side where everything's got to be. Oh, look, did you hear that screaming he out there? Does have a drama side. I like the historical part of it. It doesn't, and even the ones that are like. You know, not as adventurous where they go into buildings, but they give all the history, which again overlaps with like your Amy mm-hmm. Allen show where, you know, the guy comes in and he does the like police side of it and she goes more they the do, logical investigations. And then he she does more of the historical, the spiritual, like spiritual side of yeah. it. So I think a lot of these overlap these shows, but it's interesting to figure out or to find out what people like based on what their beliefs are. And I really think that determines what shows you watch and what you That's like. That's true. That's yeah. true. Because I watched the Amy Allen show because mm-hmm. it fascinates me. Like, how can she know the things that she knows? And he does research. And some most of the time they, they match up, excuse me, but sometimes they don't exactly mesh up. Right, right. So I like how they're not afraid to show their they're not necessarily mesh. Right. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that they're agree, agreed to no longer be on and you only have to watch reruns because everything became too much for her. Which, again, I find commendable because if she was in it just for the fame and fortune, she would be like, I'm fucking all fucking in. Right. But she's like, I can't. I right. can't do it because it's too much for me. And then on top of that. Like I said, all of this started gaining popularity in the mid 2000s. And then I feel like it started waning like around 2015 mm-hmm. ish. You know, it started, you still see them on, but they're not on the, they're not in the, your face yeah, like exactly, they were before. Exactly. I wonder what has caused that kind of damp. Is it flow? Yeah. I think it's 
the well everybody's doing it like there are so many paranormal teams out there different places going different thing doing different things shows youtubers uh, TikTok now, social media. And I have to wonder if it's the instant gratification. Like people love to go on TikTok and see, ooh, I have a ghost in my house. It's clearly fake, but people want to see that because you have 30 seconds to prove to me that your house is haunted. What better way to do it? And I feel like the show, the investigations have kind of lost their luster because too many people don't want to wait for the results. They don't want to see something debunked. They want to see the ghost. Mm-hmm. They want to hear the voice. They want to see the apparition. They they want that instant gratification nowadays. And these paranormal paranormal shows aren't able to deliver if they're doing their job right. And I agree with you. I mean, we have become a society of instant gratification. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I also think the recent rise of the paranormal is because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have were stuck inside their homes. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people were not used to being stuck inside their homes for the length of time that they were. How many videos did you see or how many clips have came out or news like little blurps have came out about people are like i have a ghost in my house right because they are home more than they ever used to be right so i think that kind of i think the pandemic and the shutdown all over kind of like reinvigorated the the appeal of the paranormal and i think i did a little blurb or a little you, not a you story. did you absolutely yeah, did about that where and it was because people were home that weren't used to being home and they were hearing things in their home that they never heard before because they were home because <laughs> how much of that was like really creaks and like right. I mean I have a whole second level above me mm-hmm. and sometimes I hear like weird things but I'm like is that just because the place is settling now I'm also gonna say. Yeah, I just watched my cat two nights ago sit in the entrance to the bedroom and like his head was like jutting around and the bedroom lights were off. Uh-huh. The blinds were shut. The shades were down and his head was like jutting around like he was following something with his head. The only light that was coming in was the ambient light from the living room. Like he had that. Like the little cat, you know how when cats like see something that they're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. They get that little cat posture. He had the cat posture. And I was like, what the fuck is he looking at? It could have been a bug. At, there's no fucking bugs. Well, you know, when you go in and out the back to let the dogs well, in and out. Yes. It could have been a moth. It could have been. been a fly. could have been. It could have been a gnat. could have been. <laughs> they have better eyesight than us. Especially in the dark. Yes. But at times he'll like just stare at the upstairs and I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? (laughs) Because remember, my sister did come and visit me once and she's like, your house is fucking creepy. Well, yeah, because you have the creepy black shadow that comes in and out of your house. Oh my God. I dreamed about that once. Once I dreamed about that. And then the neighbor, like that was directly like diagonal for me, said that he dreamed a similar dream. And I'm like. I know you've told that I can't. I've got to have to find what episode that I'm was like. That you okay, that's about fucking that creepy. Story. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there has to be something there. Like, how can two people that live in two different houses have kind of the similar dream? I mean, how weird is that? Like, two of us dream the same shadowy figure dream. Yeah, it is weird. It is. Weird. I mean, that can't be common. No, either we're some two psychopaths that live across the way from each other. <laughs> It is weird. But what but are the chances and odds of that? It's all, I, you know, there could be some kind of power of suggestion there. Like, but he, uh, maybe, we didn't know each other. But maybe he dreamt something kind of, sort of, but then when you said your dream, then he's like, oh, yeah, maybe that's what, yeah, yeah, I had a black figure too. Maybe his know. figure wasn't black in his dream, but he couldn't really remember. So he's he like, seems very yeah. down to earth. 
don't know. If anybody has any explanation on that, please write in. Yeah. Tell us your theory. We'd love to have you on. Right. Next week when we talk about our past, like, things that we've done, yeah. you know, in search of these answers, before we get on, I want to ask, I'm going to get on Facebook and just do some you know, ask yeah. around. And if that's a I, huge step for us, by the way. I know. If uh, <laughs> if we get any responses, we'll definitely share them. You know, but if so, please, if give you're us listening, a yeah, if you are listening and you have your own response, let us know so we can mention it or add it to our fact-finding mission here. (laughs) Or even if you have a story you want us to read. We would love to hear other people's personal experiences because, you know, it's funny when I tell people we do a podcast about supernatural, they're like, oh, this happened to me. We get that all the time when we're out and about. like gives us our stories. Like they tell us, but then we're like, oh, like write us and tell us your story. We'll read it. And they're like, meh. Yeah. Which I get because I'm kind of lazy like that, too. I don't know. You want me to write it out? Dang. So much work. But yeah, they'll. I've heard so many, and I would love to just tell – I might ask some people that I know, can I tell your story about what happened? Because some of them are really good. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I would love to start mentioning personal stories because – those are definitely what intrigue me. Write us in. Tell us your personal stories. Um, we'd love to feature them and you. Um, leave us a review yeah. on your favorite podcast platform, please. This year, this season, we're really trying to kind of bump up our reviews. That's our focus. So, Okay. Well, I've got uh, numerous bottles out on the counter of various we're trying to we're trying to clean out the old alcohol there's so many from last year because we read recipes and we're like oh this sounds good so we go run and buy the ingredients we are buying so many bottles and, and I, the liquor I'm out shelves of room. are so full yeah yeah so we're trying to narrow it down so we're gonna go down and uh clean out some bottles yeah mix up another cocktail so until next time yeah cheers, cheers. <laughs> Hey, like what you hear? Leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. For more about this episode, check out our website at boozybanterwithfriends.com or connect with us on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Later. Later.